0: adversity real stories from real people persistence culture presents the adversity podcast
1: all right we're back for another episode of the adversity podcast real stories from real people josh is back in studio with me what's up man what's up Mumbo? how are you doing sir i'm doing good uh great to be back uh really loving this uh time change yeah yeah oh man being having
0: that sun stay out later It's just, it's a game changer. I mean, especially for your mental health and everything and just time you get to spend with your family, right? I mean, it's it's pretty awesome having that out there.
1: Yeah, seeing the sun out a lot more. Outdoors events are starting to happen. And uh, hopefully this rain stops now. (laughs)
0: You you know, we thought it was going to stop, and then I think it was last night or the night before it just came pouring down again. Yeah,
1: but uh, hopefully it's gone and uh, we get to enjoy uh, spring and then get into summer. And, uh, of course, we are going to continue to bring you uh, some guests. Today's going to be a little different. Usually uh, one of us knows the guests. Yep, yep. Today uh, we're meeting uh, the guests for the first time.
0: That's right. And, and it's his first podcast. So we have two firsts that are going on and we're pretty excited about both of them.
1: All right. And uh, your name is uh, Garrett, correct? Gar-
2: yeah. Garrett Peckler, Yep.
1: Where are you from? Like uh, what business do you own? So I
2: own Ghost Shield Paint Protection Film in Thousand Oaks. I grew up in Ventura County, Camarillo. Pretty much been here my whole life and uh, yeah, I started this business back in 2007, right out of college and just been grinding ever since.
1: And where did where did you go to high school at?
2: I went to Rio Mesa for my freshman year, and, and then I wound up going to St. Bonaventure. Graduated from St. Bonny. St. Bonaventure,
0: where's that at? Is that it's here in Ventura? That's here yeah. in Ventura. So I'm not from Ventura. so oh, it's okay. always good for me, especially getting some of these local guests, right? Because I'm still kind of a newbie, right? Yeah, so I'm still kind of learning <laughs> a lot of the geographical locate layout right, of yeah. this of this really cool county.
1: Now, when you were uh, going to high school, did you want your own business, or you were waiting to get out of school and? Yeah,
2: you know, it's. I had so many crazy jobs in high school and that everybody has had, you know, and I just, I kind of always knew I would be doing my own thing. I just, I've always been into cars, so I I figured it'd be something in the car industry, and it was just one of those deals. I I thought I was actually going to work for my dad when I got out of high school, and my dad said, you know what, if you want to work for me, you're going to have to go to college, because I was never really a big school guy, you know, and... I think that was his way of seeing if I would actually do it, you know, so <laughs> what kind of business was it? So he has a, um, an insurance business. He sells, uh, insur- uh, service contracts to new car dealers. Oh, okay. So pretty much any finance product that they sell, um, uh, has to go through an agent. So he has a lot of, uh, car dealer contacts and he has a couple of agents that work for him. And, you know, I figured that's what I'd be doing. And now fast forward, it's I get out of high school and, you know, I'm like, all right, pops, let's go. And he's like, nah, nah, you got to go to college, (laughs) you know. So I went to um, uh, Ventura College for my undergrad and then I, I got into UCSB. And then I did a short stint there. Didn't last very long. Uh, wound up transferring back at uh, Channel Islands and, and graduated from Channel Islands. And
0: from uh, with, with your undergrad, yeah. Now, what was it about US UCSB that you that, that kind of brought you back?
1: That's a top five party school. Uh, I can tell you that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. See, I'm learning more every day. Oh man, you've never been there for Halloween. Come on.
2: Um, so the deal was, my dad. accepting 44 year old students. <laughs> So my dad, you know, he said he would pay for my school, but he's like, you know what? If you want to go to UCSB and live up there and, and party and be a knucklehead, you know, you're going to have to pay for your room and board and everything else. So I wound up uh, getting a job at FedEx, pretty much working full time and trying to go to school and found that that wasn't very fun. Yeah. <laughs> like, that wasn't the college experience I was looking for. So it was just, honestly, it was a lot easier just to go, to go home and, and, uh, Go to channel. Islands, so
1: did you feel at any point that your dad was trying to make it tougher for you? Like he said, oh, go to school. 100%. Then you decided to go to school, then he says, Hey man, you gotta you gotta get a job and pay oh, for your own stuff. A hundred percent. I
2: he he knew I, I wasn't in the school. So I think it was his way. He just didn't think I would do it, you know. And and the ironic thing is I graduate now from college, and he had we well, was going through a lawsuit with his business partner. So he, he's like, you know what, you got to figure out your own thing. Like, <laughs> wow. Yeah, you got to figure this out. He goes. I'm glad you did this, son. <laughs> yeah. but guess yeah. what? Yeah. He's like, you know, I'm glad I did it too. Actually, the college thing, but yeah,
0: that's so. that's such. You know, one of the things I tell the kids because uh, I did it too. I, I I I got a degree from a small school in Tennessee. That, and, and it was I wasn't a good student. We've yeah. talked about this yeah. before. I wasn't a good student. And yeah, me neither. But now that I did it, and my grandmother was the one that pushed me forward, right? Like, you got to go to school or else I'm not going to fund this thing anymore either kind of deal. And I did it. And now I'm in my 40s, and it's something nobody can take away from me, right? I mean, I'm actually proud to hang that. And I didn't, like – I didn't graduate with a 4.0. Like, I got through, like, by the skin of my teeth kind of deal. Like, they are like, all right, Josh, you lucky bastard, here you (laughs) go, you know. So I I, I love, I think that that's very important for people that are in that place where maybe college isn't for them kind of deal. But when you're 18 to 25, that window, that only comes once in your life where you really have that limited amount of, of responsibility. And I really just want to encourage people that if you're in that space, I know people that are in their thirties that are going back to college and for I know people that are in their forties You know, my grandmother did it in her sixties. Yeah. And it's just, it's, it's never too late. And, but when you're in that window and that space, which is kind of where a lot of our listeners are at, I recommend that you knock it out. You just buckle up. Yeah, You do it. Don't put yourself on the stress of getting out in four years. Just put yourself on the commitment that I'm going to knock out a little bit every semester, and get it done because then you then you're our age mm-hmm. then you look back and you go man that was badass and then nobody i completed something yeah. a big yeah. something and nobody can take that from me Yep, exactly
1: now uh fast forward to when you uh you opened up uh your your business yep. how much did you appreciate going to school when <laughs> when that came into play
2: you know when you started a business you know, and I didn't even go to business school. You know, my, my degree is in sociology and psychology. Oh, right? wow. So, you know, so. There's a conversation right, <laughs> right? there. Well, <laughs> well, it's so funny is I didn't think I would ever use it. and And honestly, I use it every day with my employees, with my customers, the psychology, sociology, the things, you know. You don't think about it at the time. You're just like, oh, I got to grind through this. I got to get, you know because this is what I'm told I got to do, right? But I, I actually do use it. And, and it was again, it was a good thing for me. School's not for everybody, but it, it was a good good thing for me and it, it, like you said, it it really teaches you to, you know, set a goal and finish it. Yeah. Where I, I see just a lot of you know, younger guys um these days, they just they they just they, they may have a goal, they just they they, they, they don't finish it. I right. see a lot of that and so I think that was, you know, the biggest thing for me that I learned for, you know, going, going and, through school. And how
0: valuable do you think that's been for you? Especially, when did you open your business? You said you've had it for...
2: Yeah, uh, 2007.
0: So you opened it right before oh, yeah. the first recession, uh, right? Yeah. And then you go through the pandemic. And what's crazy about your business is I know this because I was in the car business back then and I, you know, just sold my store. So I'm retired, which is great. <laughs> um, one of the things is those were, those were two of the toughest seasons for car dealers and in which really impacted the oh, products. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and when the volume goes down, the volume of product goes down and to be able to survive through that, I I'm curious to kind of hear how, Having that resolve of I completed that, right? Something you didn't really think you could complete mm-hmm. kind of drove you through to be now you're 25 years. You've been through two of the most major economic collapses that our country's been through, and you're still here to talk about it. Yeah. And you said your story wasn't interesting.
2: <laughs> right, right. That's all my good clean living. So, know? kind of unpack that,
0: like how that yeah. that drove you and that and that motivated you to kind of drive into some of those difficult times that you had to pursue through.
2: Yeah, I mean, I guess going back from the first recession, I mean, that was honestly the make or break of my business at that point. At that point, I mean, I started this business out of my dad's garage, so I ran the business out of a one bay garage for. Uh, two years, so my first employee, you know, he would show up to my parents' house in the morning. You know, he's going taking his his morning bathroom in my in my parents' bathroom. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that, it was like that for a year. That's wild. And you know, the, the the first recession came, and you know, I had already invested a lot of time in training this individual at the time to learn how to do. You know, to put on the paint protection film and everything that we do. So I didn't want to lose him, you know, cuz we obviously got very slow. I mean, we were going down to almost one car a week. Wow. You know, which, you know, so I just I had to float him along. Yeah. I just I, I said, "Hey, if you, you know, you stick it out with me through this is going to be tough, but I'll I'll make it worth your while, you know, once we get out of this thing." And um and he did. He stayed and and um things slowly started getting better. I I learned from that cuz at that time I was 100% working with car dealers, selling the product through finance. I had no retail business. I didn't even have a retail location. It was, you know, we would get everything prepped at at the house, and then we'd load the car up, and we'd go to the dealer. So when the pandemic happened, 100% of my business was controlled by what was happening in the car dealers. So I, I learned I have to diversify. I can't, I can't ever let that happen again, right. you know, so... That was when I decided, you know, I'm going to get a retail location. I'm still going to do business with the car dealers, and I, I'm going to expand to some other products, you know, and then we started doing the window tinning and vinyl and ceramic coating and things like that. You know, that's, again, what kind of get us got us growing, and, and then now we come into this pandemic, which that was a whole nother craziness is you know, I'll never forget it. I I come in in the morning, it was a regular day and we were slowing down, you know, and a Ventura sheriff comes pulling up to the front and I'm like, what the heck's going on there, you know? And he comes in and he's like, Hey, you know, uh, I'm, I'm sorry to tell you this, but you know, you have to close down, you have to close down. And I'm like, well, what do you mean? And he's like, well, you know, we were dispatched out here by, um, Thousand Oaks, city of Thousand Oaks, um, and they deemed your business as non-essential. And I was like, what? Like, are you guys just driving around, like, doing this? And, and they're like, no, somebody, somebody in the area or something had complained that we were conducting business. And it's funny how things work out, right? So at that time, we had a vehicle in our shop that I was donating for the Ron Healers Foundation where, if I don't know if you know the Ron Healers. No, okay. So tell us about that. The, so the, there was a, the borderline shooting. Did you hear about yeah, that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so Ron Healers, Sergeant Ron Healers, was the officer who died in, in that shooting. Okay. And so the Ventura Sheriff's Foundation is is based on him. So Rusnak of Thousand Oaks at the time of the pandemic said, listen, let's do something positive for the community. And we want to take a brand new Porsche and do a tribute car for Sergeant Ron Helis. So the idea was to turn this black brand new 911 kind of turn it into a quasi police car, you know, put his name on it and, you know, just really make it look cool, take it to community events and things like that. So car was in my shop because i was doing all the work you know to it so when the sheriff came in you know to tell me that it's okay you know so i said hey you know what let me show you something that i'm working on and obviously i, I did all that for free we were you know donating that and uh, so he comes back and he's looking at it and he had heard about the project but he was the first to see it no one had seen it you know it wasn't even released yet and you know, he, I could tell he kind of was holding back. He was kind of welling up a little bit, and he's like, "I worked under him, you know." Oh, um, wow. And I said, "Oh yeah, man, it's, it's a it's a tough thing for our community, to, you know, to get through." But I think this is a positive thing to do. The pandemic is, you know, screwing everybody up. This is just a, a right. g- good thing. So he kind of looked at me and he goes, "You know what?" He goes, "I won't be back here." Oh and wow! That, and that's all he said, and I kind of knew at that point what that meant, and. I kept, I, I kept going and it never came back, <laughs> and uh, and wild, uh, man. and we got yeah we got got on got through that so man That's the wild.
1: the timing of of all that man yeah. god yeah. that couldn't have been better timing yeah
2: everything happens for a reason
1: and That's let's say that car wasn't there like what I know <laughs> how could I've got out of that one yeah, yeah. right right because they would have come back
0: oh yeah 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 that was I mean we were I think at one point we were we had a breakout on the showroom we had to shut our whole showroom down and I. I was like you, I was just like, All right, I gotta figure something out. I put tables outside and we were the showroom was outside on our patio underneath our pavilion. And we were selling cars, doing yeah. all the finance paperwork out there, selling your selling not your product, but selling products. Yep. You know mm-hmm. if I'd have known I would have sold your product. Of course. <laughs> of course.
1: <laughs> yeah, a lot of people got creative during uh during the pandemic, but how much did it take for you to start getting back to normal after the pandemic? Um, and some people are still yeah. trying to get back to normal. What normal was,
2: you know, it's just I, the last three years for us has been obviously crazy, like it has been for most. But we we were we've just been busy, like extremely busy, which I'm very fortunate for because a lot of companies weren't. Right. Um, so it's just been honestly, it's just been balls to the wall through this whole thing, and um, you know just having to follow these guidelines, you know, they made us fill out this, make this handbook, you know, the city came in and we had to, did you, did you guys have to do that where you had to, yeah, the city came in and you had to get, um, like certified, you know? Yeah, we had and, to
0: do all kinds of stuff. We yeah. had to put stuff all over the doors, uh-huh. all over the floors. floors. Yep, yep, yep. You're only allowed so many employees in the building, you're yep. only allowed so many people total in the building. and yeah. It so, was wild, man. It
2: was. It was tough too, because you're just you're trying to conduct a regular business and and, and do all this stuff on the side to try yeah. to get it done. Having stickers printed, you know, for the floors and, and the guidelines and, would change. Yeah, every which, six months. Yeah, you know? yeah, if that
0: sometimes yeah. six
1: weeks. It was like, yeah. okay, this is what we weren't going to do, and everything right. costs money. So everything, you're just, and yeah, you got to train yeah. your employees
0: mm-hmm. to follow these guidelines, and then six weeks, eight weeks later, it was, no, we're going to do it this way. And I mean, it I, was, yeah, and it I, was chaos. I don't
2: know about you, but I never really got a notify notification that like it was over. I just no, it was kind of just kind of <laughs> <kinda> over. <laughs> just yeah. all, just all of a sudden, things just started disappearing. You're right, stickers started coming <laughs> off the floors, and, and I, I guess we didn't have to do this anymore. So yeah, it
0: was that. I think when they started where we didn't have to wear masks inside. Yeah, I think that was the last one. I started start start after that I stopped paying attention to anything right because yeah. once the masks were such a big deal in California oh, yeah. that once Newsom was like all right you can take those off your face it was like oh thank god this thing yeah it's over yeah it's over so you're kind of now you're kind of in a place and, and, and what I think was great about your business too is during that during the pandemic what a lot of dealers did was addendums right it, because we didn't have any volume so we wouldn't sell the car unless you paid for the addendum. And then a lot of dealers were doing addendums plus three, five, six thousand dollars over the sticker price. So there was this I mean, there were cars that were selling for thirty and forty thousand dollars over wow. a sticker. It's just and there's some of them that are still are like those Dodge TRXs and just different, the Trackhawks and different things like that, those Zero specialty six. cars, mm-hmm. the, the Z06. I mean, those, the Hummer, the new electric Hummer, those, yep. all of those, the new electric Hummer is actually selling for about a hundred grand over sticker. It's yeah. crazy. But, a lot of that is just supply and demand because these manufacturers couldn't build a whole bunch of these cars because of the chip shortage. And then the, the dealers that were getting them were loading all these accessories on them. And then they were marking them up over sticker because they knew they weren't getting another one. Right. Yep. I mean, if you were yeah. getting 10 of them, I could sell them yeah. all to you at MSRP or to negotiate or whatever. Cause I knew I was getting allocated 10 over the year. I had this much profit in those 10 and that's what I was going to get yep. when I'm getting one. Yeah. Whoever's getting this one's paying for it, right? right? Like, I mean, <laughs> no, gonna, no, I'm unintended. gonna get my money out of it. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. It, like uh, Antelope Valley Chevrolet, it's a, is a big customer of ours, and every Corvette doesn't matter if it's, it's the C8 or Z06, gets our full front end package. So they send it on a trailer down to us. Um, they put a addition of about 3,500 bucks, and customer has no choice. They want that. They want that car. They're paying. That's for what that. it has. Yeah. yeah so yeah. a lot of
0: people probably listening to us. This will be really beneficial to them, honestly, because a lot of times you go into a car dealership and you think these addendums are just, they're just on there for profit. But they're really not. The good, like my dealership that I had and all the, the, you know, the store that I worked at for 17 years before this one, the reason we would put certain things on there is because they were actually beneficial. Now, kind of talk about. Go shield and because there are a lot of benefits to putting this on your car especially in california kind of kind of talk to the to the to our our guests who are also consumers of why when you go to buy a car even if you buy it off of a craigslist right mm-hmm. why it's important to have your product on that car
2: yeah so i mean the, obviously the main purpose of the product is um paint protection is generally to protect the front end or the door edge guards from rock chips. And it's become more of an issue, you know, more recently, I guess, just for EPA reasons and things like that. The, paint, the paints on these vehicles are just not what they used to be. And that's not brand specific. It mm-hmm. doesn't really matter if it's a Ferrari or a Honda. Um, these paints are just not what they used to be. So our roads in Southern California are not the best. Right. So what, what we tell our customers is, you know, our products, it's not a matter of when you get a rock chip or it's not a matter if you get a rock chip. It's when you get a rock chip. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of products you can get, you know, in finance that, you know, insurance products that, you know, if this happens or if that happens, it's we all know that rock chips happen kind of thing. And depending on the value of the vehicle, which everything's going up these days, that can depreciate the trade in value of the car um, when you go to sell it. And then on the exotic car side, you could it could be up to a 20% hit if there's a minor paint damage on the vehicle. So to have a, a protection you know, product on there, it, you know, really does make sense. And it's, it's one of those things. It's like, once you have it on your car, um, and you experience something, whether it's hitting something minor, like, you know, a piece of tire or something on the freeway and, and it's on there and, and it, it saved the paint, you know, which I have a thousand stories like that, then you're kind of sold for life. Um, but again, it's, it's not for everybody, you know, not everybody cares about their paint, you know? So, I
0: care about my paint. Yeah, I've got a, I go. I've got a Hummer I just bought. Me and you are gonna need to have a conversation about. Well, all right, <laughs> all
1: right. I actually got a wrap on my car. I always like the what is it? The like the flat, the matte, the matte black look. Yeah. And uh, I thought someone had a paint job, and then when they told me what they did to it, I was like, huh. Yeah. When I have the, when I have the money, I'm gonna I'm gonna do that to it. Right. But uh, during the pandemic, you you said that you know. Well, we, we've talked about how a lot of businesses had struggled, but I think during the pandemic is, is when I did it because I wasn't going nowhere so I could drop off my car and just yeah. leave it and, you know, yeah. who cares when I get it back, right. but right. I was uh, happy with it. And I've noticed when you were talking about the chips and everything, like I'm, I've had it for a long time where I'm noticing like the little things right. that would have been scratches on the car. Oh yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. No, no doubt. it. Wow. It works. It does. I mean it definitely is
0: especially if you got, you know, some of these older cars that are, you know, they're classics and because like the wraps, you can actually peel it off the car, right? If you sell it or anything like that and kind of keep all your original paint and all yeah. that stuff on there, which is really important for a lot of the older cars. Yeah. It's a great product. I I I've, I've been a firm believer in it forever. I mean, as long as I've been in the business and so I just think I think it's cool that you put in all that time and there's and there's probably more stories of of things that you've had to overcome, but you built up such a great relationship that when the pandemic hit, other deal like other businesses were able to lean on your services, right? So that they could survive. And in in return, you were able to thrive during a time when a lot of businesses were going under. And I just think that speaks volumes to kind of what we were talking about you know you you had that ability where you knew you could complete something right? right so when this deal came there's this resolve in you that I can either go down with it or I can just stand up and walk through it and whatever happens happens
2: yeah I mean yeah exactly that's I guess that entrepreneur spirit yeah you know it's even like you know this month we've kind of slowed down a little bit you know the guys are kind of getting a little weary or whatever and I was like just relax man (laughs) <laughs> got this, like, So I've been, I tell, told him I'm, di- I'm dialing for dollars. You know, I've been this week, man, I've been working real hard. Um, uh, got a couple cars in there. And so yeah, I don't really know what's going on lately, but you know, maybe we're seeing things slowing down a little bit. And, uh, I'm sure we'll get through that too ebbs and know? flows baby ebbs and flows you know it's funny on on social media these days it's like you see all these car wraps and you see you know and I follow a lot of companies similar to mine you know around the country and I, and I just I see all the money they've been spending you know because they've been all been busy too you mm-hmm. know right. during this and especially on the Highline stuff because like you were saying you know you had nothing to do you know yeah. you're, you're sitting around and you know if you got money and Let's go spend it on our cars, right? Right. You know, and it's like, um, I've, I was kind of just been doing the opposite, just kind of been tucking it away, tucking it away, <laughs> tucking it away. That's you smart. Because it's like, <laughs> you know, you invest in, in these people, you know, that work for you, and it's like, I'm not just going to, you know, most businesses, you know, big corporations, things like that, they slow down. The first thing they do is they, they chop their payroll and, you know, get a lot of employees out of there. You know, the small businesses, it's, you know, the, the employees are, are the em- Heartbeat. Are, are the, are the heartbeat of the yeah. company. So, yeah, and you're I, right. and I really, um, yeah, I letting people go is like last thing um, on, that I'm gonna do, and I'm gonna just make sure whatever I have to do to you know not let anybody go, um, just keep going, and you know, uh, whatever whatever now, I have to sell, I'm gonna sell. Yeah. Now,
1: now, uh, before you opened up the business, fast forward to now, did you think you would still be in the same business? No. That's no. a great question. Because you, you you said you started in your dad's garage. Yeah. And it was, what, two years that you said? Yeah, yeah, we, we worked out of there for two years. And,
2: um, again, it was just car dealers. So, you know, when, when a company like this is working with a car dealer, you're working at a wholesale price. Right. So you're making a lot less money as it is. So, you know— I wasn't making crazy money and what I was making, I was investing back in the business and it, it was hard work. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, we, we were just driving, and, you know, six, seven days a week. It was, it was tough. Um, but no, I didn't think, uh, you know, I, I didn't think it would go, I, I really, <laughs> you know, I guess the whole retail side, I just never really thought about, yeah. um, until that so what year was it
0: that you popped up the retail store probably 2011 2010 somewhere in there
2: yeah coming out of 2010 yeah I remember I had a Ferrari come to my dad's house you know because I had done another car for that customer through the dealership and he you know he met me or whatever and he got my contact so he came direct um, on that car and he was pulling it up into the like the driveway and the the bottom of the bumper like scraped, you know, and I'm like, oh my. God, this is not gonna be good, you know. And it was I think at that point where I was like, I can't have these cars coming to my dad's house. Like yeah. like I gotta I gotta get a It's kinda truck, cool though. You know?
0: Like, <laughs> hey dad, look, I know the Ferrari coming in yeah. your driveway. He's
2: a car guy too. He didn't mind, but it's like, yeah, I had to get out of there. So Dad's out there with his
0: coffee in the morning. Right. Yeah. It's a nice one, son.
2: Yeah. Good job.
1: Yeah, but that I mean it is is nice that you're sharing that story because uh, you know, some some people are that have a business wonder, like, am I at the right place for what I'm doing? You did it at your dad's house yeah. in his garage for two years yeah, until you, you know, you opened up and uh, you know, if, if anyone out there listening, wondering like, yo, like I've been working out of my friend's garage or working out of my garage, like stick to it. Like, yeah. It'll, it'll turn into something. It's yeah.
2: True. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, you got to believe in yourself, yeah. you know, it was, it's, I think there's a lot of naysayers, um, things like that. And it's, you know, you got to like what you did. I've always liked what I did. Yeah. That I think that is a big part of it. That gets you through those terrible days that you're going to have. Yeah, like you said, you just got to stick through. Yeah, and, one,
1: one and, of the reasons I asked you that is because, you know, I've always loved DJing and I, I turned that into my career. Mm-hmm. You know, growing up, like my parents used to tell me, like, how long are you going to do that for? Like, get a real job. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. The other day I was just thinking about it like, shit, it's been like since the late 80s yeah. when they used to tell me that. And now this is yeah. taking care of my family. And, you know, I raised my kids by doing, doing yeah. what they said. Hey, get a real job. So so sharing that is like, if it's something you love, yeah. stick to it. Well, yeah, and it was me in the beginning it wasn't like
2: oh, i'm i'm gonna do this you know to make lots of money you know mm-hmm. because there was no money in the beginning it was like i remember people asking me like what do you do for a living you know it's i put stickers on cars <laughs> Like, how are you gonna make a <laughs> living doing that like, you know what you i see mean? that guy driving around with all <laughs> yeah, his political I, stickers I, yeah I, me. I put i put fancy <laughs> stickers on cars you know but those guys aren't saying that anymore they're, yeah. they're not they're not saying i put stickers on cars and you know so but yeah no like you said i my shop manager he's actually big into making music i got him so busy he hasn't had a lot of time to do that and i'm kind of constantly on him because i don't want him to that's his passion he needs right. to keep going on it. i mean i don't want to lose him as my shop manager he's a great shop manager right. but you know hey you're meant to do that man and don't stop doing it like you so was, keep going
0: so is the guy that was with you for the first two years is he still with you
2: no, he has a shop about two hundred yards from mine. Oh <laughs> well, you, you've heard that story a hundred times. <laughs> right? Right? You trained the guy up. You train hey, the things, guy yeah. up, uh, but hey, I'm still here. I'm okay. That's so, good. Yeah. Now you got kind of a tree, right? Like that's your it. own little coaching tree. Honestly, half of Ventura County, if they do some sort of clear brawl what we do, I've trained. So, really.
0: Yeah. That's really cool, man. That's impressive actually. Yeah.
1: You know, you saying that about uh your other employee that's into music. Uh that's that's one thing I like about uh what you said about small businesses is like you wouldn't get a corporation dude saying that to, to one of its employees. No,
2: like, no, no, no. it's
1: not. like focus, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is
2: that music paying the bills? Yeah. yeah. exactly. How's that benefiting me? Yeah. You know, yeah. Is yeah. that yeah. paying into
1: your 401k? I don't right, think yeah. so, sir. And that's why I always say my other job, my regular job radio is like, I always like to, to spotlight local small businesses because again, the story that you shared, you're not going to get it from from a big corporation. Yeah, no,
0: no, you're really yeah. not.
1: So, uh, what's what's next for your for your business?
2: Like, what? You know, I'm getting older, and the clear bra is an inst in, as an installer, it is fairly fairly hard on your body, mm-hmm. and it's you know just something I I know that long term you know I couldn't do, and I haven't been installing as much these days. But I'm actually in the process we're working on branding my own film and private labeling that and selling my own film because, honestly, recently I haven't been real happy with what I'm seeing at the manufacturing level. You know, these companies have, you know prices have skyrocketed, you know, I've had four increases in the last three years to the tune of almost 20, 25%. I did my own homework, you know, I find out what these, what these products are really costing and, and things like that. And, you know, the, what it's turning into is they're just, they're big marketing companies mm-hmm. is what they are, you know, and, you know, charging way too much for their products. And, and I just don't feel that for what they're charging, that uh, we're getting the benefit. You know? the service isn't really great. You know, it's like, if I'm spending, let's say $1,500 on a roll of film, right. Um, what am I getting from the manufacturer? Like, um, what, what sort of help am I getting like to to grow my business? Mm -hmm. Like, how are they helping me? If I spend hundreds of thousands of dollars a year on their products, you know, they might send, you know, buy us lunch once a year (laughs) or something like that. So I, I was like, I think, you know, I have a lot to offer other companies like mine to grow their businesses. And I'm going to try to do that through, you know, selling them my film. And what sets me differently than these other manufacturers is I'm not just trying to sell you a roll of film. Um, I could help you grow your business. I could help you with installation. I could help you with, you know, employees. I could actually be a benefit to your company versus... Just be your provider kind of thing, so that's that's kind of I've sourced our material, we've tested, I've been testing for about a year and a half, a couple of different ones, and I've pinned down I think the one that, I, that I'm going to use, and so I've been working on you know boxing and and all that that's stuff, cool. and so that's it's kind of going to be a whole nother you know endeavor, and we'll see where that goes, but. Um, yeah, that's it's definitely the, that's next level. What I'm yeah, fo- that is what I'm focusing on right now.
1: Yeah, it's it's it's, it's funny you say that because I had asked uh, for for like the uh, I don't know if you remember in the lowrider seeing the the candy paint jobs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, uh, I had asked for a wrap with that, and and they kept telling me like, oh, there's some, but they're not good. So right. so you and you saying that like and doing the work like you know what you're looking for.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely, and you know there it's once you dig through all the stuff, you find there's only really maybe two or three people, manufacturers that make it anyways. Yeah. So, but there's 50 or 60 companies repping the stuff, you know. So, again, it just turns out to these are, these are great marketing companies. And, you know, I would probably be a marketing company as well, but I can, like I said, I can offer things. And then I would also do a warranty, you know, that, that these other manufacturers can't do. You know, I'd, I'd I'd offer a paint warranty. A paint
0: warranty on
2: yeah. it, yeah, which would be different. I, just, I mean, I
0: I just I think that's another key piece right there too. Is as as we're as for our listeners, is that just like you said, the the testing's taken a year and a half, and you're still in yeah. the process, right? Is that yeah. when you want something like that, things take time. You know, as we're so used to this overnight success, these insta stories, right, where we're just. We're just instantly, we've got what we were going for figured out and it's done. And that's just not the case. I mean, it takes yeah. time.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's, the, the big things for me is um, obviously the clarity, quality of the material as the end result. Installation, how does it install? You know, do my guys like it? Are they screaming that this stuff is terrible and it's making a bad day for them kind of thing? So that's real important. But what I can't simulate is UV. And I've reached out to several um, labs to, you know, I said, hey, I need you to simulate 10 years of sun on, you know, this product. You know, and a couple of these companies hit me back. Oh, yeah, we could do that. It's 15 grand, you know, and it's still going to take a year and a half to do because they put it under some sort of a accelerated ultraviolet light to simulate it being outside, you know, because mm-hmm. that's, you know, for me to offer a warranty, I really need to know how long this stuff's going to last. Right? Right, right. 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 And the only way I can do that at this point is I have it on, all, you know, a lot of my personal stuff. I have panels sitting up on my roof, like testing Testing it basically, yeah. um, so that's kind
1: of where we're at on it's it. like you I, can't I, wait ten years. No, under unfortunately, this I, I, <laughs> unfortunately, I can't wait ten years. No,
2: um, so um,
0: that's cool, man. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah, that's that's that's, that's, a, that's a. I think that's a really key insight behind the curtain for a lot of people when they're thinking about starting a business is is looking at all the angles, and one of those angles has to be how much time is this going to take. Do I have the resources to survive that amount of time? Do I have the skill set to do a lot of the research and things I need to do to knock it out, right? And I think a lot of that goes back to I completed something from the time I was 18 to 23 years old. You know, for me, it was 18 to 24. I was on the six-year – I was on the Van Wilder program. <laughs> but you, I completed it, right? Mm-hmm. So when all these things would come my way – I'm sure there's been plenty of times where you've looked at this and go, you know what, screw this – I don't want to deal with this anymore. This is a headache. It's a pain in my tail. It's taking up so much time. It's robbing me from my family. It's robbing me mm-hmm. from work. It's robbing me. But then something clicks, and you're, and it's, it's like a good golf shot, right? Oh yeah. It brings you back for one more round, and then that one more round brings you back, for, and that's all you need. You just need that one good golf shot every time to keep bringing you back.
2: Yeah, yeah, and and again, the 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 having my own branded film, it, it's for me, it seems like a no brainer, the next step kind of thing. So yeah, we'll see where it goes. I think
1: it's a game changer. Yeah. Well, we know when uh, when Josh starts talking about golf, it's time to wrap up. So yes,
0: <laughs> that is my next venture. Go chase a little white ball down a fairway.
1: <laughs> yeah, but Garrett, thank you, thank you so much for taking yeah. the time to talk to us and uh, sharing your story. And uh, uh, we'd love to have you back once once yeah, the, the film you Ticks get that off. going. Pretty excited to to see what that turns into. Yeah, right on. Thanks the next for podcast me. we do with you, we'll do at your shop. Let's do it. Oh, yeah. Uh, That'd be a good one right there. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, man. So uh, thank you so much. And uh, thank you guys uh, so much for checking out the podcast, Adversity Podcast, Real Stories with Real People. Peace.